the Toronto Maple Leafs did a damn thing and it feels good. It feels so good. They do a thing that nobody thought they were going to do. Get completely outplayed, get dominated by a Stanley Cup champion. Find a way. Justin Bourne, Sam McKee, JD Bunkers. I, I got to be honest with you, fellas. I cannot believe we're coming on here tonight with the happy vibes based on what was going on in the second period and the third period of this game. Sammy, I got to start with you, buddy. Let's go. Well, that was different. That ended different. That ended differently than it usually does for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, yeah, a really, really, really out of character, incredibly enjoyable win for the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Boys, I'm I am sweating. I'm fired up. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I can tell you're greased I'm up, covered in greasy sweat. Because I was seeing, I was texting you guys. I'm sweating through my shirt. This is awful. Every time Tampa has the puck. For basically three periods in a row, I can't believe they pulled this one out, Borny. How'd they do it? Yeah, no, you're right. Every time Kucherov touches the puck and makes a dangle and doesn't pass it and doesn't pass it, it's like, what does he see? What does he see? Um, You know, I can't believe that they took Tampa's best punch. Like, that's what's disheartening if you're Tampa Bay sitting Mm -hmm. in that locker room's like, I don't know if Braden Point can play better than that. I don't know if Kucherov has better. Hedman played great in his return from injury you know, and we didn't get one like this has happened to the Leafs many times in the postseason, Montreal in particular, where they're the better team. And one exactly. goes the wrong way after outplaying them. And you're going, well, they deserve to win. Tampa deserved to well, win, but you take one on the road. You hung in there. Samsonov, you know, he battled after a rough start. Here you go. Two, one. How was that their second or third shot in overtime? The one that went in the net. That's like the exact mirror overtime of multiple ones. They've lost over this era. I think the ones against the Habs where they filled in the Habs multiple times. Carey price stands on his head. It goes down. It goes in your net and the game's over. They flipped the script tonight. I thought that I thought in overtime Samsonov after I was sending bad tweets and sending bad messages about them was immense in overtime for the Leafs tonight. I just, he was at, he was at, he was, they had six shots in overtime, six shots in overtime, but you're right. Could have fooled me. There was only a couple of memorable. It basically felt like the Leafs had two chances where William Nylander came in kind of half-heartedly flipped a couple of bucks on the net. Yeah. And then Justin Hall hit that post and was Mm -hmm. millimeters from being playoff hero and having everyone in the city have to line up in the streets and apologize to him one by one by one had he put that sucker in the net. But no, you guys nailed it. This was the this was the flip script. Like that's what happened tonight. And you know, I tweeted in the third period that they were playing awful and the game was right there. And what ends up happening, the guy you go out and get to score a big goal in a playoff game, a guy where you're saying pedigree matters. He punches one home for you late in a hockey game, standing in the area that everybody says all the good goals come from. I, man, what a validation night tonight must have been for Kyle Dubas. I know you saw him happy in the media box, but like the Leafs look tight. The Leafs look bad. And what do they get? Massive goal for the big trade line, trade deadline acquisition. And his goaltender, one of his two lottery ticket bullets stands on his head and keeps the Leafs in the game and allows him to steal one. Yeah. I mean, how nervous were you earlier in the game watching Samsonov swim and do the big pushes and all that and eventually, yep. you know, kind of rein it in. So that play, the O'Reilly goal there to tie it up. Willie Nylander makes such a good play, just throwing a junker into the net. I thought Nylander had the strangest, no, maybe the most Nylander game of his career <laughs> where he was excellent offensively, terrible defensively, 
anything could have happened either way. Every time he touched the puck, he was true Willie Nylander and ends up being a difference maker. He was great uh, down the stretch, seven shots for Nylander of their 28 tonight. So obviously the O'Reilly goal is massive and it's a huge point in the game, but it cannot be overstated. What a breath of fresh air Ryan O'Reilly is every single shift he's on the ice. I don't know. I can't remember a player in this era of leaf hockey that I've felt as comfortable with him on the ice as I do with him. There's a one shift where I think uh, I love that reaction from Spets and Dubas there. That's great. But uh, mm. I, there's a one shift with Nyes where Nyes makes a horrible giveaway right out. I don't, I don't like right after a goal or right after Matthew's goal and uh, Ryan O'Reilly just tracks back, takes care of him. It and it's just like, here, right. is this it? Yeah, right here. No, that was just oh. another great Riley play. Yeah, but yeah, like he's just all over the ice, defensively, offensively, below the dots on both sides of the puck. Like, I can't believe how good he's been through three games. He's been one of their best players, if not their best forward. I've loved his game. I, I think other than Samsonov, Ryan O'Reilly was their best player tonight. And it was Agreed. very, very fitting that he scored that goal because, yeah, how many times in this game did you notice positive players – for the Toronto Maple Leafs outside of Ryan Riley. Can I say this play right here? Okay. Yeah. This is my favorite play of the game for him. He okay? almost scored this. I know. I so know. close. He dumps it in and he almost oh. scores. But then can you go back to it, Dave? Because there's a part of it that I love the most, which is that after the play, he wants to stick his in the dirt with all the Tampa <laughs> guys. And I went, the Leafs have not had a guy like that. They no. have not had a guy who was a meaningful impact forward who was just not afraid of the smoke in the big moments. And yeah, so like, Absolutely. look at this play. Dump and chase, finds a way. Look, he's on an island. There's three Tampa Bay players. Here he goes. He All the whole team's there. He's Four. like, I don't care. I'm trying to go back into the blue paint. I absolutely love the guy. Like, I don't know how you couldn't. What an acquisition. The factor. Yeah. Like, he was the factor tonight. Yeah. Takes, I regret, overpay by yeah. me saying they overpaid for him. They underpaid. They yeah. treated less for him than they did, the Tampa did for Tanner Janot. They should have paid more. He's yeah. been their one of their best players through three games. So yeah, like just I the factor I call him fresh air because that's yeah. what he is every time he's on the ice. It's just like oh my god, a much this better name great. than a reference to a Bill O'Reilly cable show from like a decade ago <laughs> or whatever whatever that name. <laughs> came from. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 I don't know what that's that like came the from. One association you don't want with that name, right? Like, damn <laughs> so, it. But, should we but do the thing where the Leafs were awful tonight? Do we want to address that soon or well, no? Uh, it, yeah, it, we probably should address that. I do, but I think that'll tie into this, which is okay. we kind of danced around a little bit. But after the first period when Lilia Samsonov lets in that goal, I think if you would have pulled Leafs Nation, who should get the net to start the second period? Oh. Do you think there's any chance in hell Ilya Samsonov is starting in net if it's given up to yeah Twitter? Yeah, basically Twitter analysts, whatever. I felt personally like it was one more bad goal away from the immediate hook or even like kind of a semi-soft one, like a halfway debatable one. He was done. He was swimming around in his net. He did not look confident whatsoever. And then I asked Dave to clip these three saves, which turned out to be way more monumental for my narrative oh, yeah. here than <laughs> I thought they were going to be. But these saves to start the second period for Samsonov, this one Dang. still sticky, kind of like, it's a breakaway, gets put it on him. But Samsonov was doing a lot of like frozen plays where it, he was like, is it behind me? Is it, is it in the net? Oh my yeah. God, is it in there? Please don't make me turn around. Like in a horror movie where the monster's right behind you, he, get, he looked like he was paralyzed with fear. Yeah. Then he makes these three saves. 
What's that? And Brody? all of a sudden, this wow. one in particular, he's a contributor now. And all of a sudden, Ilya Samsonov settled in. He found his game, and he looked like the guy that we had seen all regular season, making high danger saves, making scramble saves. Oh, that one's net. amazing. That's yeah. the one that I meant was that the glove save. It felt like he entered the game. And I think if like there's the biggest positive from this entire thing tonight is that if you are a Leafs fan, you are a player, you are a member of the coaching staff, you feel like your goaltender found his game tonight. Yeah. You know what? Huge to get the win. So he gets to end with that vibe that like I found it. I did enough. I kept my team in it. And like the Kucherov backhand and OT oh. that rolls up his elbow and he kind of keeps out like he started. I, I felt like he got quieter and I don't know if that was nerves or comfort, whatever it was. He started doing less. It did a lot more for the team. And yeah, hung around long enough. It definitely had one of those vibes where the Leafs were. You know, they're built differently, this team, literally, right? They're more physical. They dump it in more. They're more of a playoff-style team where they didn't make the big mistake. And we had seen that in the past where they have. And tonight, they just waited the game out with that patience and found a way. When Kucherov cut that to the backhand, I was getting up, getting off the couch, coming down to do the show. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that's in the so net. Quick, like, chip. that was just... And Giordano just full yard sale. Like, I don't even know what that defensive play was. He's like, maybe I'll just fall. Maybe that'll work. And he just cuts right into the middle. And I was like, Oh, that's in. And he makes that great save. And for him, it's not even him blocking it, him locating it. Because like you said, it's like rolling around at his elbow kind of, it's like in a weird spot. He kicks it down and immediately jumps on it and freezes it. And then kind of, you get that little breath. So yeah, I mean, I am really impressed with his ability to bounce back after what was a, shaking first period. the first period shook me to my core with like i don't know what the hell they're gonna do how could it not listen if, if you've watched leaf games this year you're a leafs fan you're watching this right now uh, let's say you've seen half of samsonov starts you know exactly what it looks like when he's on his game versus when he isn't because of the way that he's moving side to side and his rebound control it's mm-hmm. like the most telling thing ever if you were going to sit down and you could watch that first, he's like a bad poker player where he's just sitting there sweating and you go, uh, yeah, I call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call <laughs> or fold. Oh yeah. You have aces full. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And tonight in the second period onward, he had aces. He found it. Yeah. And I tweeted this, but I, it really felt like the biggest take from the entire game, which is finally, after all this time, the Leafs found a goaltender who could steal them a game where they got outplayed in a playoff game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, are, are you good on Samsonov if I yeah. zag yeah. quick here? Do you he's the story of the game? Yeah, I do. I do. I, you know, Ryan O'Reilly is, yeah. was fantastic, but Samsonov finding it to me because he was pretty poor in the first is definitely it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we had a quick text exchange that I wanted to throw to you guys. Can you imagine that playoff game if Lilligren's in the lineup and not Luke Shen? And it's not a knock on Lilligren. More, how good was Luke Shen for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight? With the puck, without the puck, in every variety. <laughs> what does that mean? I no Luke troops. Luke's There's troops. Luke troops. You, you have now summoned Luke's troops. You don't know what you've started here. Uh, yeah. Luke's troops. <laughs> Everybody settle in for Sam and I to gush about our favorite son for the next <laughs> 15 to 20 how much time does everybody got tonight because Uh, i i thought in the first 10 minutes of the game luke shen was the toronto maple leafs like best player it was either him or austin matthews like pick one of the two but shen did everything tonight for this team he was physical he was the bodyguard he was the babysitter he made 
gorgeous passes. Like, again, this is someone who traded for everyone pointed to his points and went, oh, well, it's just because he's picking up a bunch of second assists and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I think that people think he's just some kind of chopper who can't play. Like, he went, what was he, fourth, fifth overall in the draft? Like, mm-hmm. he's not a nobody scrub who can't handle the puck and is bobbling in it when it's on his stick. I don't, I think people confuse his like hard rims out and just his willingness to just make sure that the puck's off the glass and out as he can't act, like take it out like a modern defenseman and he right. doesn't have any game. But I thought tonight he just, Borny, like he showed you everything. If yeah. they didn't have him in this game, like I wrote down the only Leafs that I thought were good tonight and I thought it was two. I thought it was 23. I thought it was 90 and 35 and two was for them. Like I, I, I just think he lets them be a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. And yeah, I loved him, Sammy. As as much as he was the defense version of Ryan O'Reilly for fresh air tonight. Yeah. Every time he was on the ice, I just trusted him. Like, it's just, I had full trust in his ability to make the right decision, especially in overtime. I thought he was such a calming influence in overtime with the puck on his stick, off the glass, yeah. good snapping passes, clear in the front of the net. Like, I loved after the riley Braden point thing, and they pointed it out on the broadcast. I thought it was such a great point. I think it was Bieksa that was talking about it in the intermission. When yeah. all that stuff's happening, going crazy, everybody's screaming at each other. He's just standing in front of the bench being like, don't worry, guys. I'm here. You're going to have to come through me. I'm the toughest guy in this game. I already went toe-to-toe with the guy who was supposed to be the toughest guy in the league and bonked him in the face a bunch of times. So come through me. And he was just – I was so impressed with him tonight. Like, I, I truly yeah. didn't think he had that in him. Like, I, I know he's a good player, obviously, and they traded a, a third-round pick for him, but I didn't think he had that game in him yeah, anymore. I was thinking some GM out there had, if they're watching this tape, had to be thinking, God, we could have gone a second, you know? Yeah, like, I guess. Could've, yeah. Could have been worth a second to have that guy on our playoff lineup. Warren, what do you think of him? Well, to, to me, it's a lot of the plays where, um, you know, he has the puck and the four checks coming and he's going to shoot it out, but he senses there's no pre- pressure. And he had the poise to take it to his backhand and make a play. And all of a sudden, the Leafs maintain possession instead of a flip out where it comes right back at you. And that's not something I associate with him generally. So did not seem nervous in the big moments. And maybe that's why you get guys who've been in the big moments before. He seemed very comfortable in that overtime. Yeah, so, again, I, I don't... Oh, oh, go, go ahead, Sammy. No, no, no. I was just, just going to say what the hell happened in the second period. But you can keep well, going, Well, yeah. I guess my, my closing point, though, on Shen and the, like... Again, it, it is just so nice to see this through line of you got this opportunity to win a game because guys who have been there before were poised, right? Like yeah. it's such a major through line with this game is hockey is an intangible sport. And I know that people, we can forget this at times over the course of 82 games where we're watching the Leafs, you know, kind of play a dog night effort against the Detroit Red Wings and go, well, we're going to try to pick this. And what if they do this? And Matthews and Marner are dominating to this degree. And you go, yeah, you get in a playoff series with Braden Point and Kucherov and like a lot of that stuff can sort of level out. And boy, does it feel so much better having not Sandine or Lilligren, but having a guy who's yeah. won cups and Luke Shen back there. God, does Matters. it feel good having a Selkie guy who wins the draw, by the way, in the overtime winning goal for uh, mm-hmm. it, like we didn't even mention that with Ryan O'Reilly is just like how dominant he was in the dot tonight. Someone who's just fearless in that moment. Like, imagine what their dressing room, like, this has always been one of my things with the Leafs, right? When your back's up against it and you keep going back with this core and the same group of players, when you're in the dressing room and you're down a goal 
and you're playing Tampa Bay again and you look and you see all the same faces, you must think to yourself at times, boy, oh boy, how is this any different? How do you psych yourself into believing yeah. something has changed? And then all of a sudden you see Luke Shen sitting there and he's going, yeah, you guys remember when Brandon Hagel was yapping and I just told him, what are you going to do? And he went, right, nothing. You nothing. Remember, when, <laughs> remember when Ryan O'Reilly just played fearlessly all night long and was just like playing through contact all night long and just doing this? You know how it is a different goaltender that's back there now? All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I just, I, I thought this was a monumental game for like the new guys. And thusly, like, that's why I just, I keep hammering home. It had to be when Kyle Dubas was celebrating up in that box. He just had to go vindication for me for at least one night in this series. I'm enjoying yeah, a lot of the guys he they brought in have been really good. I just, you know, the, all I could think in that overtime, you know, after years of watching this Leafs team is if you're Tampa Bay and you lose this game, mm-hmm. you're sitting in, in your dressing room going, well, Chernak's not coming back. Hedman, you know, gave us his best effort on a knee. That's not quite right. Braden points, not going to feel better tomorrow than he feels right now. Wow. I don't know if he needed a needle or what, but he's hurting. You know, oh, it was, like, a, it was a, a miracle of modern medicine. It was a, the second that Morgan Riley's penalty got announced. He came back out onto the ice. It was a miracle. <laughs> I'm so surprised he was back out there. Hedman what a, what a, what a hero. 33 minutes for Hedman tonight. Um, yeah. So maybe you want to go to the second period or you want to go yes. to that, that penalty or the, the Riley hit? Up to, up to you. Up yeah. to you. The Riley hit is like is very much everyone wants to hear an opinion on it. So we might as well get it in. Okay, so um, can you run it, Dave, as we're discussing it here? Because when the play happened, obviously your first thought actually is, uh, wow, it's a pretty scary play for point, right? He goes in hard. Broken neck play, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, Bourne, just start. What what did you think of this play? So Mm. I don't have any problem with it. I don't think it's, you know, dirty or, you know, a penalty or suspendable. It's unfortunate. I will Mm. say that, like, when you're both moving that fast into the corner and point is willingly accepting early contact, like he's putting himself in a pretty risky position and Riley, you know, is entitled to battle for the puck with him. Once that contact is coming his way, it's, it's unfortunate more than anything. I I don't really have much commentary aside from not cheap, unfortunate. Yeah. Just hip, just hip to hip full speed. Those are two guys who go fast. Like Braden yeah. Point and Morgan Riley are probably the two fastest guys in this game, right? Like like top end speed. So I had no problem with it. And I was absolutely incensed when they put up the five minutes. But I'm glad they did because that's they did that so that, that they could review it, which was smart by the refs so that they did it. And then they made the right call, I thought. And then, I don't know, there was a bit of a schmozzle. I, some people thought they maybe could have had a five on three out of that, you, you know, that. Out, of that brew, out of that brew ha-ha or whatever. But the Ryan O'Reilly jumping third man in to try to save Matthews getting uh, going full Alexander Semin probably was the extra penalty that he wasn't talking about. But yeah, I I had no problem with the hit. I sucked for point. Looked like it hurt, but he was able to come back okay. He so, went down yeah, like he was shot fun. in an old West movie on the way yeah, back to the yeah, bench. He did. Oh. I, I was going to say it was obviously a really tough play, but I I did wonder. Listen, I'm just going to say this. This wasn't a dive play, obviously, but I did wonder if he was hamming it up to make sure that that review happened. Like this was a little bit of gamesmanship. And I will say that I I actually thought that Tampa was quite divey in general tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought both teams had some embellishing plays, but Tampa especially. But I'm with you guys on this one. To me, this wasn't a dirty play. I was incensed when they called it boarding. I honestly lost my mind. I, I rarely, you know, just do all caps, angry seeing red tweets oh, no. but I, 
did it. Oh. And they overturned it, rightfully so, because of what you guys just said. But I actually think that the the brouhaha afterwards was very consequential and a little overlooked in terms of the discourse. Stamkos knows exactly what he's doing. That is an incredible veteran play by him that it worked out, but that should not that should have been a, an extra penalty for him. He just jumps in on Matthews for Stamkos, for sure. He's beaten on him, and then Matthews finally does what was probably the most embarrassing if gift um attempt yes. at punches I've ever seen for a man who's six foot three and a professional yeah. hockey player. Like he went he tried to throw any punches. He went like it was he went bad. full seven. He went full Alex seven. And he's trying to get a whole hold on. I'm not trying to throw a punch. Well, well whatever he was doing, Borny, it didn't look very good. But either way, the fact that Matthew said to go in the box, sit there for five minutes, and then the play didn't end so that he actually ended up sitting in the penalty box for, I think, close to eight minutes. It was a huge call by the officials. Toronto didn't have two of their power play guys for yeah. their power Riley went to the box for a phantom call that they decided to make that a penalty. Like, where's the penalty on that? And then Matthews gets thrown in there when he gets jumped. He's the team's best power play shot. Like, I, I thought if Toronto would have lost, this was going to be actually the point that I was going to make about the game that incensed me the most because I, I really thought the officials were quality tonight. They didn't insert themselves in the game. I didn't feel like there were any missed calls except for this moment. I felt like they completely blew it and just went way too one-sided for Tampa. Yeah, I would agree. Like I listen, I thought the refs did a fine job tonight too. Wasn't they yeah. didn't they weren't a storyline at all to me. Maybe no. outside of the three minute late hit in overtime on Pat Maroon, but you gotta commit yeah, an absolute bad. you gotta commit an absolute war crime to yeah. get a penalty in overtime or shoot the puck over the glass. So those are the only two there's no in between. So I didn't really have an issue with it, but you're right. It should have been a five on three for sure, and that would have been a big storyline if they had a loss. But yeah, pour one out for for Matthews there. That's that's just not that's not a pretty way you want your first NHL fight to go. I love the stat on the broadcast. The stat on the broadcast, hear that? First time in the history of hockey, two sixty goal scorers ever fought. Guess what? Look like it. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, if you're Matthews, when you go in the Hall of Fame and they're putting together all of your career highlights, they're like, Oh, did you know you're one of the you're the only guy? with Stamkos to have this stat. And he's like, don't put that in the highlight. Don't show it. (laughs) Burn that tape. All right. uh, Uh, Let's move on to the second because it was a like, oof. The game starts and Toronto, I thought, looked solid. But I got to tell you, it's great they stole this hockey game. But if we're going to do a little bit of balance here, I thought Tampa was supposed to be the old worn down team that wasn't going to have their a game come this time of year and little concerning how much they dominated essentially the final three periods of this game board. What happened? Yeah. See, I, I don't know that that's, um, you know, how I would look at it. I'd say this is a team that's won Stanley cups and you're going to take some, you know, punches. They're going to, they're going to give you their best some nights. And I really thought it was an excellent Tampa Bay game from their stars. We keep saying here in Toronto, the three of us over many playoff years, you know, at some point, Matthews and Marner are just going to have to take over a game, take over a series and just say, nah. And mm-hmm. you see the best players on Tampa do that. I won't say often, but it comes up. And that was one of these nights where it was like, all right, you took a really good punch for some very good players tonight. Um, you know, that's not to excuse Toronto. They got filled in, you know, like they need to have better than that. But like, there's not really anyone I want to pinpoint defensively. They just played it really conservative. They sagged back to their house and kind of let Tampa just play hockey. I thought if anything, it was just too passive 
you know, almost not trusting that they could play aggressively and get the puck back. How many times they iced the puck tonight, boys? Yes. Like good every, every shift in the second period there, it just was a hot potato. They couldn't make a breakout pass. Thought Brody was playing with a broomstick tonight. Like I just, every puck that landed on his stick, it would roll on him or he'd fan on it or he'd turn it over. I think he probably led them in ice time tonight. So he obviously had some good moments. I think he blocked six or seven shots tonight. So it yeah. wasn't all bad. But I thought he had some notable whiffs and like bad yeah. reads and you don't usually come to expect that from him. So yeah, I, I just, it was not an enjoyable watch as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan for that full second period of just most of it being played in Toronto's zone. I thought they were a bit better in the third. Like I didn't think it was a full yeah. cave in like it was in the second, but man, well, that second period was not pretty. Say that again. Uh, Tampa was not like barely had any shots on third. Yeah. Third was just a super tight game where like the yeah. game sort of went away. The second was the big one where it was like Toronto was outshot. I want to say fifteen to six. Uh, it was it was a pretty one side, but it did tilt the game in Tampa's favor. And like Sammy, to your point about the icings, like that's how Tampa ended up getting their third goal, the go ahead yep. goal, is they finally yeah. get burned on an icing and it's all game long over and over and over again. And Bourne, maybe that's why, but to me, it's like. When Tampa's able to have that sustained pressure, they can turn Toronto over so many times. Yeah. And it's, it seems to be forcing Toronto's blue line and some of even their forwards into making those decisions where they're just going, we need to get this the hell out, even if it just is buying us a few seconds and trust that mm -hmm. we can win a draw and try again. Because like they got hemmed in in that second. Yeah, no, everything had to go... They got every break possible tonight. We can talk about the goal, the disallowed goal that Ooh, Tampa yeah. also scored there at one point, which probably a fortunate whistle, the right call, but a fortunate whistle. They they get that break. You know, the icings, they, they only gave up one off of that was probably fortunate as well. So, you know, this is what I'm saying, where it felt like everything kind of worked out in a way they didn't deserve tonight. And you get a freebie and that's great. But I think you sit down with a tape and go, okay, what do we got to do differently? I thought Tanner Janot was a much better player for them oh, yeah. tonight. Like Faster. I just thought they got, yeah, they got contributions from places they hadn't, which is much more of what you should expect. You know, you shouldn't expect the first two games. It's going to look like that game the rest of the way. Yeah. I got to give credit to that radish tonight, man. He was awesome. Like yeah. he was, he was a threat big time. And I thought he got absolutely barbecued by Matthews on the first goal or the second goal was that where Matthews smokes him behind the net, takes the puck away from him, comes out in front of the net. He just can't handle him. He ticks, tips the puck in. But his goal was beautiful. That's offensive instincts. He was a killer in junior. Shot pucks through my beloved own sound attack on the way to the 2017 uh, Memorial Cup. He's always been a sniper. So I uh, I was happy to see he he played really, really well. So I, I'm surprised. I didn't expect that from him. But that's the thing. It's kind of like basketball, right? Role players at home. They look a lot better. Like these guys that are playing on home ice to get favorable matchups. And he just looked like he was popping the whole time. I, I was impressed by him tonight. He yeah. shakes Nyes there. Nyes has got to stick with him. And this, you know, McCabe running at him rather than just hit and pin yeah. or staying on D side. He, like, he likes to throw that big hit. It's a tendency of McCabe's and something, you know, I like that. They have a guy that tries to hit people, but it ain't great defense in your own end there. I uh, wrote it down in my notes is what, like, that's the one thing with McCabe is where you don't trust him. Like your traditional shutdown guy and a shutdown pair is sometimes he just feels like he's hunting the hit rather than making the yeah. play and, and hunting what is a goal. He's yeah. in deep a lot. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He sure, sure is. 
Yeah, he just he feels like a guy who's always really trying to make one happen. Yeah, I don't know. Like again, Toronto, you're right, Sam. I thought they settled into a degree in the in the second or in the third period. The overtime I thought was pretty much like all Tampa felt like the basically the entire way. But yeah, I, I do wonder what the psychological effect is even going to be on a team like them who is champions to feel like, man, that Toronto team, they're very, very good. They probably had their worst game of the series and they found a way to get one done and they, they took back home ice advantage. Um, for me, I, I mean, for me, the next kind of story that I have listed down here is I, I can't believe that the, there's no way that Matthew Nyes is coming out of the lineup. He was oh. Late in the game, 23 tonight, like gave Toronto something and their coach was moving them around and trying to give them more opportunities. Yeah, they were trying to, yeah, they're trying to use them to like spark other lines. They put them on late. Um, I, it just, there's one thing that's very clear. I, I, short of an injury, he's not coming out when Bunting returns. It's going to be somebody else when Bunting draws back in. But yeah, Borny, what are you seeing from Nyes right now? Because yeah, pretty solid game for the kid. You know what he can do that not many people can do? You can do this on the way up in junior and stuff, but not many people can at the NHL level. He can make people miss. Yes. He's like Lamar Jackson. Like he's like, you know, one on one with someone. I'm fully confident that he's going to find space. Also, a really heavy stick in terms of coming up with pucks and getting in there and sifting it out of feet and. Um, you know, cute little stick handles. And so tonight was a great example. There was a play where he digs it out of someone's feet, dangles it, hangs on to it, and eventually turns it over. And it's like he can do so much. He's just going to have to learn the limitations. This play here, you know, you're not getting that from, uh, you know, Aston Reese or Bunting, you know, whoever you think, yeah. you know, he can make some plays. He, I mean, I think his ceiling is really high in the NHL. He's, I, I'm with you guys. One of their... I don't know, fifth best offensive player, maybe already, maybe fourth. I feel feel like an that's a great pass too to bring the hands inside like that when it's kind of in your feet a bit and get it into the slot. That's a really nice pass by him. I feel like an idiot. Like I just to see the way he looks. I'm like, obviously he should have played in game one. Like, what the hell are we doing here? This guy is the thing that gets me about him is he looks like he belongs, but you know he feels like he belongs. It's like, it's a mental thing. Like he goes out there and he's not like, there's no tentativeness to his game at all. He's not scared of any situation. Like you can't really picture scary uh, for sure. No. And I agree completely. A couple OT shifts. I'm like, Oh God, this is scary. This is really scary. But like, is there many bigger situations around the league where you could put a rookie into than they're putting him in right now? Like, and have him look like this. I'm shocked at how good he looks. He looks phenomenal. He did have the one spooky play tonight where he just has mm-hmm. so much confidence, right, in his own end. Where through the he, legs pass behind his back. Did you see that in I OT? Like that one. I like that one. I yeah. like, oh, my God, man. I like that one, too. I meant, though, the actual bad play where he is in his own oh, end yeah. and he has possession of the puck. He's right about to get it out and born. This is something that you noted right away is – he hasn't quite learned that at the NHL level of, no, you need to get it out. Like those guys are very, very dangerous. This yeah. is not Minnesota hockey anymore. Like you're not playing Delaware. You got to get the puck out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it out. And he, uh, he had a little moment where he tried to do the dipsy doodle and it backfired on him. But overall, Borny, I agree with you. Like how many guys on the team are more skilled than him? Uh, yeah, they're core players. And then the list starts to get pretty short. 
this was always my case for playing him is he's clearly one of the team's best players. And I understand the like ice your vets who got you there mentality and then change it if you lose it. No, but I, I'm still mentality. Just, you guys are right. Yeah, that's, I just think that the mentality is play your best players and that give you the best chance to win. And Matthew Nyes is clearly one of the best players. And But Sam, I love your point because it's the same way I feel too is it's like – it's like he doesn't know he's not supposed to be good. Exactly. Right. That's, That's perfectly it, yeah. said. Ignorance is it, bliss for young people. And then you get older and you're like, it's like golfers. They like, all of a sudden they're contending in their forties and they're like, Bleh. but like, yeah. the, you know, the young just kids ask just Rory. Through. Yeah. He's yeah. He's young and dumb and full of angles. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- Matthew Nyes is uh, Rory McIlroy with the long hair and puka shells. That's what he is right now. <laughs> yeah. Kobe with the fro. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going and it, except for not chubby. Like he's an Adonis. Like the kid is chiseled out of granite. Big tall. You can see why he has confidence in his life, right? Like that's pretty clear as to why this guy doesn't feel he's like time machine Kipper. Look at him. Yeah, he yeah. looks a lot like Kipper. He really does. He's <laughs> got a big Kipper look to him. Yeah, yeah, Kipper probably had a good time in New York when he was with yeah. his it's probably something, fun tells something tells me. <laughs> something tells me he was doing all right. Uh, okay, so anything else for you guys you want to enter the rapid fire portion or any other big topics from the game for you? Rapid fire, baby. Okay. Um, you want me to start with or you guys want to go? Go ahead. What are you going to say? Seems like a strange thing to say after a guy scores a hat trick, but I just like felt zero presence of Tavares tonight. Bad game. He was not good tonight. Agree. And I'll say Willie Nylander for all that wonderful stuff. Uh, his line mate, he fails to to make the cover on the first goal against. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's his error. They get scored on. Uh, we just showed that one where Radish walks out and shoots it. It's not Nylander's guy, but you're allowed to you know grab a guy who's a foot away from you about to shoot. So didn't yeah. love Nylander if you're going to mention Tavares. That line needed help, and I thought Keith tried to give it help and say, I don't know, here's Nyes, you know, Nylander, can you go play with Matthews and Marner for a few shifts? They tr- he tried to help out what was a, a black hole in Tavares tonight. Yeah, that was I was like one of my rapid-fire points. That line got caved in multiple yeah. times. Which is a bit of an issue uh, that I have so little confidence in them to just impose themselves in this series. Again, I, you're right, Nylander does need to be mentioned. I just still call it Tavares' line because yeah. he's the center, but there was a lot of this regular season where Nylander looked just amazing and you really felt, and he, and he does have the zone entries at least that he's able to have. Like he just, he's, he's the best in Toronto at it where it just, he carries it in. And I do have a confidence level in him right now with Vasilevsky where he's just not afraid to shoot it. Um, And it just, yeah, Tavares, I felt like I kept checking the ice time going, how much has he played? Because I just don't feel as though he's playing very well. And it, it makes me a little bit nervous on the road when they have the matchups, which it probably shouldn't for an $11 million guy. Uh, yeah. Justin Hall drew two penalties tonight. Yeah. Loved Hall he tonight. Both shorthanded? Where was it to even up things twice? Yeah. 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 He, lo- he, he looked like he looked like four penalties all year. He yeah. came flying in like Bobby Orr off the wing and just bonked right into Vasilevsky. Like yeah. just came flying in there and just ran right into him. Was I that the was only another... person shocked that the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't group beat the hell out of him there? They were all just like, yeah, whatever. He smacked well, the goalie. Yeah, I guess they've, they've, yeah, they've beat the crap out of people for way less than that. But like he yeah. did get grabbed hard by the shoulder and yanked down. Sure. So like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. they probably, even, even those bozos could figure out that it was somebody else that did it. But I was another one of my points that I was going to bring up for rapid fire. I thought Hall was good tonight, fellas. Yeah, Blocking shots, getting the puck out. Like 
a classic good Justin Hall game that he will get zero credit for. Although in overtime, in overtime, when, no, not that one. The oh. puck lands on his stick and he tries the toe drag where oh, he's yeah. like at the top of the circle. And I'm like, oh my God. And it goes down two on two on two the other way, forward, back. I was like, Tell you what. Get that on net, Baba. Get that on net and get back. Below Tampa's hash marks at least three times in overtime, which is three too many. Agree. Sammy, (laughs) I had the same thought when he tried to do the toe drag when it was going the other way. I I, I went, so his legacy is stone cold, sold, like solid. It's over. He is the new gardener. He's the number one whipping boy in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. Like Toronto loses the series. Doesn't matter how they lose it. Everyone's going to point to that moment. With yeah. Justin Hall. So, yes, I think that uh, he, the his teammates, Samsonov, they owe him dearly for saving his, yeah, career here, being able to his, ever. His entire legacy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it came down to that moment uh, yeah. unquestionably. Um, so, Achari scores a goal in the game. Nice for the nice play. But also, the Marner just... There's a guy who has been criticized many times for just like in the past, not shooting the puck enough, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. And a couple of times in the series, like he's, he's been more aggressive with the shot and it worked out for them again tonight. And yeah, it's kind of funny because a couple of them, like, what was it? The sixth goal in the last game where it's sort of the muffin that he's firing from that area. Mm-hmm. But I, is it just me or is he being more aggressive in this playoffs than in years past with kind of the overly cute stuff? Maybe it's a time and space thing. I wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion on it. He just seems to be more willing to fire a puck from a low percentage area. Um, something that I've not really noticed from his game too much in the past. And it's worked well. Yeah. for Yeah. It's gone in a couple of times. I, I thought, you know, like Tavares, I thought I didn't really see him tonight. I didn't disappeared after the first. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but you, nice, nice tip. And you're right. Getting pucks to the net in playoffs, a good trait to have. If he wants to shoot it a bit more, hopefully later in the series that allows him to use his deception and make some passes and do the things that makes him great and makes the guys around him. Great. God, God he's mm-hmm. good on the PK though. Notice him on the PK. He, is, yeah. he had one clear tonight where like there was in people's feet and he just found it and did this like around the back clear. That was just like relieve pressure. He's so, so, so good on the PK. And it was a nice shot to that Matthews tipped in. So good. Yeah. Good first period for him. Uh, last rapid fire point for me. Um, mm. Discipline. Mm. Question. Toronto, for you. Oh, yeah. Y- yeah. Toronto versus Tampa. Where are you guys at it through three games? I thought the, I thought the Lafferty one was, it was dumb, but. God, Colton snapped his head back like he was shot. Like that's yep. and didn't he get? Wasn't he high in the league for embellishments, Porny? Yeah, we were most talking of the about league, it. I think he had three yeah. diving penalties this year. Yeah. yeah, and boy, he sold that baby. But guess what? You can't put your stick up around guys' chin like chins. Correct. You can't do that. So I thought they're getting goaded a little bit here. But I I like that they're pushing back. I like that they're playing greasy. But there's no doubt that they're getting goaded into a little bit of stuff by this Tampa team. There's clearly and, hate, and they're getting back? caught. What's that, JD? Can, sis, can you roll the penalties back? Because I, I want to see them as they go through this for the Leafs. Because I, I, this is where I do think Tampa has an advantage in the series, where it's like they just don't seem to be taking those dumb emotional ones. Other than Kucherov jumping. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Brody one, I don't love the call. This is Tavares one, right? Is that who it was? The reach-in? yeah. yeah. 
The Tavares one, I actually had the most, I, I was most upset about even more so than the Lafferty one, just because of where he is on the ice and who he's trying to get it from. Like, I know you want to put pressure on Hedman, but that's one where it's like, use your body. Like, why are you trying to use a stick? That's how you lost the playoffs last year was Alex Kerfoot doing that exact thing, 200 feet from his own net, reaching for it. I, um, It just, it amazes me that Tampa's able to play with Tampa's able to play with the edge that they play with while not taking a horrific amount of dumb penalties just seems to be a real advantage for them to me in the series anyway. Yeah. I yeah. think that's really well said bunk. And I think there's a lot of leaf fans that would say that they are allowed to do a little bit more that they get away with a little bit more. The reputation precedes them, which I mean, that's, you know how you get that reputation. You win a lot of hockey games. Yeah. So it's kind of something that you have to deal with. That's just any sport. That's kind of the way it goes. Kind of going to have to deal with some, with some bull crap, but yeah, I, I, I hate them taking penalties because there is nothing I hate more than watching Tampa on the power play. It is horrifying every time. I know it is um, rapid fire stuff for me. The, my only have one little thing that I'm only mentioning. Cause it'll be relevant later in the series. Every time Zach Aston Reese has touched the puck since his turnover in game one, he's been <laughs> great. Yeah. He was very good tonight. He was physical. He's been a great fourth liner for them. That is only relevant because at some point bunting is going to be available to them and there's going to be questions. And he ran someone over in overtime. I don't know who he caught, but he absolutely blew someone up. Yeah. And he sneaks. He seems to sneak up on guys with like yeah. how hard he can hit them. It's like they don't expect him going to smoke them and he absolutely blows them up a lot of times. Yeah. I will say that after two games, no bunting, mm. I, I'm not seeing where he goes. Not I'm just, saying, just, just, just My one bunting complaint is that he makes it more of a yap and jaw and penalty party, and you just want to play this team five on five. I know he's good, and good players should play, but you're right. If they win the next hockey match, they have a large decision on their hands. Absolutely. And I wanted to say this is uh, a very on-brand uh, rapid-fire point for me. Happy to see uh, Nola Chari get rewarded with a goal because I thought he's been really good for them and just, like, hitting everything. And as Borny calls him, the granite man, just yeah. running into every single person. And for him to pick up that puck in the slot and just beat Vasilevsky, stare him down, low blocker, love that shot. He's been great defensively hitting people. So it's nice to see those grunts get rewarded. It was a great shot. Great goal. He had a hit. I think it was in the second, actually, at his own blue line. Did you guys see that one? Yes. Where, yeah. He just stapled somebody tonight. Oh, yeah. It just looks Ooh. like it sucks to get hit yeah. by him. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like smaller guy, but he's got that strength and that fearlessness to lay the hit. And I adore him. I like all the old guys. What can I tell you? <laughs> can I say that as a tall guy who's played hockey, the little guys are the absolute worst. That's the nightmare. Anola Chari in the chest, right in the yeah. chest is not what you want. Well, yeah, it's like Florida has that guy, Lombo. What's his name? Yeah. Okay. Lomberg. 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 My God, does he ever stick it to some people where you're like, yeah. and he's mean and he's small. Yeah. He's yeah. just a ball of hurt you. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... That's it for me. Um, yeah, subscribe to this podcast. If you enjoy it, I would suggest you subscribe it and you leave five stars because that is, that's good for us. That's we sis, <laughs> sis, do we have the OT goal yet? We, I don't think we've showed the OT goal. So it's a nice thing. Do we have that yet? Yeah, show the uh, goal. Did I put them on the spot? Uh -oh. A little icing, uh -oh. icing on top. Nah, uh -oh. 
Uh, Subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, like it, hit the old thumbs up on YouTube. And yeah, if you see it on Twitter, you see the videos, uh, you see it on Instagram, whatever, tell your friends, share it. We appreciate it. Yeah, Here we go. O'Reilly to the the Riley brothers. Matthew knows that. Your plus in OT. Grapes loves it. Fire it from the point. I'll never forget after Toronto lost to Boston and they had to, Grapes go on and be like, point, point. (laughs) Point with all the yeah. goddamn. I worked for the score. We clipped it as a soundboard. Just him oh, yeah. saying it on repeat. Point. Oh god. So nice Hagel to see him go in from the super hateable face. Like oh, a super right. hateable. That him jawing while there's Pat Maroon and Tanner Janot yeah. behind him. Like let those guys do the word yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Luke's That's like, why, fight me, fight me, Hagel. Nice having Luke go. What? Like what? So what are you gonna do the whole time? Yeah. I was like nothing because he did he that during the post Riley hit scrum to Sergachev too. Just had him in a pretzel. It was like. Enough out of you. Yeah, yes. You're done now. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at JD Bunkus, at JT Bourne, at Sammy McKee. Reach out anytime. We love feedback. Leave it in the comments too, even for the haters. I love you back. Uh, Leafs win. They flipped the script. They did the thing. <sighs> heavy, heavy game four with a real opportunity for these fellas. Monday. Monday. We'll be back then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then.